Hello everybody and welcome back to UFOs and other paranormal stuff. It has been a little bit of time since the last episode, but work and the busyment of Christmas has gotten in the way of me making this podcast, I'm afraid. Sorry about that. Whilst work is still busy and has been all year, Christmas is virtually all prepared for by now, so I'm happy with that. Unfortunately, at the time of recording, Christmas in the UK is going to be quite restricted for a lot of people, but I really do hope that you are able to have a good time, whatever you do. I think that we all need it, to be honest. Please keep sending me your messages to UFOs and other paranormal stuff at gmail.com. That is UFOs and other paranormal stuff, all one word at gmail.com. It is always interesting to hear your stories of paranormal experiences, but also your messages to me on how I can possibly improve this show. Thank you. And like I say, please keep them coming in. Thank you to everyone who has joined the Facebook group. It is good to see so many people in there. Please keep sharing the group so that other like-minded people can join as well. The hashtag, which can be used on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, is hashtag UFOs and OPS. That's hashtag UFOs and OPS. The Twitter handle is at UFOs and OPS. Virtually the same, that's at UFOs and OPS. Now, on with today's show. Firstly, the sighting of UFO in New Delhi in India. I have to admit that I have never heard of any UFO sightings coming from India. My apologies for that and for not researching more before the episode. But there we are. India's first reported UFO sighting took place in New Delhi in the 1950s when members of a flying club spotted a cigar-shaped UFO. On the 15th of March 1951, Chief Aerial Engineer George Float and two of his assistants noticed a strange swirly white cloud that appeared in the sky travelling from north to south, appearing to be around 700 feet in length and approximately 4,000 feet from the ground. It was flying very near to the Delhi Flying Club hangar. The cloud appeared to change its size, lengthening somewhat. Then a bullet-shaped object appeared at the end of it, about 100 feet long and as round as the fuselage of a C-47 aeroplane. The witnesses shouted and a lot more people came out from the hangar to see what all the shouting was about. They rushed over and saw the object that was causing the consternation. The object was heading south for about three minutes, when it suddenly made a loop heading back over the field. At the top of its loop, it disappeared from sight, only to reappear during its dive. The UFO recovered straight and level flying, and then proceeded to head southwest until it was out of sight. The speed of the object was estimated to be at least three times that of a British vampire jet, which could reach a top speed 
of 500 miles an hour. That's 800 kilometers an hour. The total time of the sighting was just over seven minutes, but it was all that was needed to bring India into this new world of unidentified flying objects. A new world that had only begun around four years earlier when Kenneth Arnold famously spotted a fleet of flying saucers near to Mount Rainier in Washington State in the USA. That first reported Indian sighting was followed six years later by its most witnessed sighting. That took place in Bihar State, which is in northeast India. On the 3rd of October 1957, way before computers were popular, and of course the smartphone and the digital camera were just a glint in the eye of science fiction writers, a flying saucer was seen by more than 800 people in three Indian villages, Kadori, Borsa and Mangalda, which are in the Manpum district of Bihar state. According to Project 1947, a UFO research group that aims to document and preserve historical accounts of UFO sightings, I've posted a link on the Facebook group, the Times of India newspaper ran a report that hundreds of villagers came out from their homes to see a strange object in the sky. The UFO, which was saucer-shaped, came down to a height of about 500 feet above the ground, making a sound like that of a whirring of a motor car engine. It hovered for about a few minutes, then soared upwards at an unimaginable speed after emitting some smoke. To this very day, the people of the villages of Kadori, Borsa and Mangalda have received no explanation of the UFO's origin, but it is very hard to believe that 800 people in different places were merely just seeing things. But what do you think? Can 800 people merely just be seeing things, or did they really see a UFO of alien origin, which may have suffered some damage, hence the smoke being emitted? Let me know what you think at UFOs and other paranormal stuff at gmail.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I said at the start of the show, I had no idea of any UFO activity in India. My research has, however, led me to find a newspaper article, albeit from the Daily Express newspaper in Britain, about an event known as India's Roswell. This was an incident that took place in 2016, when a balloon-shaped UFO triggered an alert on radar whilst flying over Burma in Rajasthan, just near to the border with Pakistan. Officials were convinced that this object came across the border and authorities were worried that it might have been carrying a bomb. It has emerged the three metre wide balloon appeared between 10.30am and 11am as the 67th annual Republic Day parade was happening in New Delhi. 
A fighter jet was quickly scrambled, which intercepted it and shot it down, the defence minister said. The balloon, which was thought to have words printed on it pertaining to the national anniversary, was deemed so dangerous that an SU-30 Mark I fighter plane was scrambled to shoot it down. However, upon investigation of the debris, no dangerous device was found. However, residents of some nearby villages reported hearing explosions. Police were sent to both areas. Five solid metal triangles were recovered among the wreckage and have added to the mystery as no one seems able to explain exactly what they are or where they came from. All other debris was quickly whisked away, never to be seen again. I don't know about you, but that incident sounds a little like that of the infamous 1947 Roswell incident. The next story on today's show, the Westall Australia UFO sighting. Now, onto a strange sighting that occurred in Clayton South, Victoria, in Australia, in the 1960s. At 11am on Wednesday the 6th of April 1966, a class of pupils and a teacher from Westall High School were doing sports activities out on the main oval when a UFO described as being grey in colour and a round saucer shape with a slight purple hue and about twice the size of a family car was seen. Witness descriptions were mixed. A science teacher told the Dandenong Journal at the time that he saw a silvery green disc. According to witnesses, the object was seen descending, then crossed and flew over the school's southwest corner, going in a southeasterly direction before completely disappearing from sight as it descended behind a copse of trees into a paddock at the Grange in front of Westall State Primary School. After about 20 minutes, now being witnessed by over 200 people, it climbed at speed and departed towards the northwest. As the UFO gained altitude, witnesses say that it was then followed from the scene by five other smaller UFOs. Some accounts state that they only saw one UFO. However, others state that they saw six altogether. Others state that those five other objects were actually Cessna-type light aircraft. However, no evidence was found of any Earth-made aircraft being in that area at that time. The Victorian Flying Saucer Group and Phenomena Research Australia Group conducted investigations into this incident. Both groups describe it as being one of Australia's major UFO cases. The VFSRS team arrived on site, spoke to pupils and went to see the marks made on the ground by this UFO. Those marks were originally described as being a great big yellow patch of flattened grass 
with swirly pattern. The VFSRS printed an image and a small report in their magazine Australia UFO Bulletin in December 2000. An investigator arrived at the school on the 9th of April back in 1966 with some army investigators. He completed some interviews which were recorded to tape over a number of days and took samples from the affected piece of ground. This incident has been called stranger than fiction. That may be so, but it seems to be extremely similar to another event that occurred in a school in Zimbabwe when a UFO landed near Ariel School in Rua. This was witnessed by many of the children and teachers of that school. The only difference being that in that case, an alien being was also spotted at Ariel School and is said to have tried to communicate with some of the children. Apparently that did not happen at Westall, though in reality we may never know if it actually did or not. Now, I came across the next story by complete accident. I was sitting at home after work watching a bit of TV, probably the X-Files, when I decided to start looking to book a short European holiday via an app called Lucky Trip. You go on the app, you select the amount of people in your party, you select the budget and you hit the lucky button and it will choose at random apparently a destination in Europe, accommodation at that particular city or town and it will also choose something for you to do or somewhere for you to go and visit during your stay. The price it states includes everything including flights, it's very handy. On this particular occasion, I ended up with the wonderful, wonderful Copenhagen, a city that I have visited many times before, as stated in the Scary Stories for Halloween episode. The hotel looked nice, but I was surprised by the place to visit section that the app had chosen for me. The place it had chosen for me to visit was 84 kilometres away and it was in Sweden, not even in the same country as they put me to stay. It was a UFO memorial near a forested area called Ongelholm. I thought it very odd that it would choose somewhere so far away and, like I said, in a different country too. But nevertheless, I decided to have a look into why the Swedish people had placed a statue of a UFO in the woods near Angleholm. The UFO memorial in Angleholm is a statue dedicated to a UFO landing in Kronoskogen. I hope I've got these pronunciations correct. I apologise if not. And that is a forested area near Angleholm in Sweden. Dedicated in 1963, I believe, it is situated in a clearing in the Kronoskogen Forest, where witnesses had seen large-scale test flights during that time period. The UFO statue memorialises the landing of a UFO, which is said to have taken place on the 18th of May 
1946 and was seen by Swedish ice hockey player and entrepreneur Gosta Carlsson. The memorial consists of a model of the UFO and the landing traces and it is made out of concrete. Apparently when the ship had landed, some aliens had come out of it. During his encounter with the aliens, Gosta Carlsson said that he had received recipes for natural medical remedies which made him very healthy again. According to Carlsson, it was based on this knowledge that he founded pharmaceutical companies Cernella and Alagon. He later established Rogler BK as the first professional ice hockey team in Sweden. Unfortunately though, Klaas Svon of the UFO Sweden, a group dedicated to investigating UFO sightings in Sweden, investigated the claims and found no convincing evidence. There are only two other UFO memorials or statues around Europe a plaque in Livingston, Scotland, which refers to a woodland worker called Robert Taylor and his UFO landing incident. Another, a statue in Opola Lubielski County in Poland, again I hope I've pronounced that correctly, dedicated to Jan Wolski, who was abducted by aliens from nearby town of Emilchin. More about those two things in a later episode, I think. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for another episode of UFOs and other paranormal stuff. I am going to enjoy the Christmas break and take full advantage of my week off from work. Don't forget to keep in touch by email, ufosandotherparanormalstuff at gmail.com. Check out the Instagram page and the Facebook pages by typing UFOs and other paranormal stuff, or by trying out the new hashtag, which works everywhere apparently, and that is hashtag UFOs and OPS, all one word, hashtag UFOs and OPS. Have a great Christmas, and if I don't speak to you before, I wish you all the very best for a better 2021. Take care. Thank you all for your support, and bye-bye for now. Merry Christmas.